Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 29th of August. COVID isolation rules could be relaxed from seven to five days, with the new measures set to be top of the agenda when National Cabinet meets on Wednesday. Mask mandates on planes could also be changed. It's being reported New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet is pushing for the COVID rules to be eased, but also wants to see other state and territory leaders jump on board. Meantime, it appears the relaxation of the rules may arrive just in time for a high-profile NRL player who tested positive to COVID over the weekend. Under the current isolation rules, South Sydney Rabbitohs player Damien Cook can't run out for Friday's big game, but the club's reportedly been given the heads up by its number one fan, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, that the rules will be up for discussion and could change. Meanwhile, Deputy Prime Minister Richard Miles is overseas for key defence talks. Mr Miles will meet this week with his counterparts from Germany, the UK and France. Australian National University International Security Professor John Blaxlin says this trip is a vital step for Australia to take. They're on the other side of the planet, but nowadays the globe is much smaller than it used to be. We're more interconnected than ever and the connections with Germany, France and Britain are as important, if not more so, than the ones we have with Indonesia and our neighbours in Southeast Asia and the Pacific. We're all connected. The Victorian government is moving to make university free for thousands of nursing and midwifery students as the skill shortage continues. Under the initiative, 10,000 students will receive a scholarship in a bid to fill shortfalls in the industry and also boost the state's struggling health system. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews says they must work in the state's public health system for two years to get the full hex debt wiped. To our Year 11 and Year 12 students, choose nursing, become a nurse, be part of this amazing health system, be part of this profession. This is such a rewarding way to work, to make a living, and you will be respected and you will be supported. It's also hoped similar schemes could be rolled out on a national scale. An aged care director with the United Workers' Union, Caroline Smith, believes the scheme could also benefit other industries. I think it's something we should look um, beyond nursing to early childhood, to aged care workers and many other industries. We know that the barrier sometimes to people working in these industries is, is the need to train and these scholarships would make a big difference. To New South Wales now and a dramatic arrest in Sydney's eastern suburbs yesterday in what's being hailed as a major breakthrough in the ongoing gang war. The Comanchero bikey boss who survived an assassination attempt just months ago has been charged over a 2014 murder. Police swooped on Tarek Zahid yesterday afternoon at Edgecliff Railway Station with police spraying rubber bullets at his car. The 42-year-old's arrest follows a nearly eight-year investigation into the death of Yusuf Assoum in Bankstown in Western Sydney. He's set to appear in court today. And to Tasmania, and a local community is reeling after an horrific two-vehicle crash that claimed the lives of three young people. 
Our reporter, Rachel Burke, has more from Hobart. That's right, Tash. It's been a tragic weekend on our roads. Three people have died in a crash near Sanford in the state's south, one aged just 19 years old. Police say the vehicle appeared to cross onto the incorrect side of the road into the path of a southbound car. Two people were able to be saved and remain in the Royal Hobart Hospital in a serious but stable condition. Commander Tim Dooley from Tasmania Police is calling for drivers to take care behind the wheel as the horror year sees the state's road toll spike once again. We are seeking to change the behaviour to stop these crashes from happening so that families and friends don't have to deal with these sets of terrible circumstances. And NASA's moon rocket remains on track to lift off tonight despite a number of lightning strikes at the launch pad. Artemis 1 will be unmanned in the first test aimed at returning humans to the moon. Astronomer Dr Brad Tucker says someday we could reach the red planet. This is amazing and that big first step of how do we get humans uh, to the moon and actually then onwards to Mars. This is all part of the plan. You can eventually start getting humans to the moon. We can then start using things like ice in the moon. Ice is just H2O. H2O can turn into rocket fuel and then get us to Mars. That's the name of the game. Now for the latest in business and finance news this Monday morning. We're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Now, stocks are set to slump by more than 100 points after negative comments from the central bank boss in the US. That's right. Jerome Powell last week um, spoke at a place called Jackson Hole, Wyoming. But instead of being positive on inflation and inferring interest rate rises might soon end, he played hardball, warning that he won't be playing Mr. Nice Guy anytime soon, and the Dow Jones index died over a thousand points. This will be bad news for local stocks today, and I think for the rest of the week. And Peter, it's a big week ahead, both on Wall Street and also regarding important economic data, which will then play into inflation and, of course, the all important interest rates. Yep, and it's certainly going to be here and in the US. So for data-loving freaks, the US statisticians will spit a pile of economic indicators this week, including consumer confidence, US purchase management numbers, construction spending, factory orders, job cut figures, and then unemployment and employment readings. And here, we'll see some uh, important information on home prices, business investment, purchases managing, ordering, and our leading indicators for the overall economy. These numbers will have a big bearing on what happens to interest rates. And Peter, there's been so much speculation about this upcoming Jobs and Skills Summit. Is it really going to make any difference? Well, the Jobs Summit will be held on Thursday and Friday at Parliament House. And the PM wants to walk away from the talk fest with a record-like agreement between business and unions, just as Labor achieved in the 1980s under Bob Hawke and Paul Keating. It's a big goal and will be a big news story for employers, employees and the stock market by next weekend. But... I've got a funny feeling it's just not going to happen the way he would like it to happen. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how it all plays out. Peter, happy Monday. Thank you. Cheers. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, let's start with the F1. A stunning drive this morning from Max Verstappen. 
Yeah, absolutely unbelievable. Good morning to you, Tash. Started from 14th on the grid. One of seven drivers choosing to accept uh, penalties for a change of engine parts uh, this season. They've, they've exceeded the limit, so they've all taken the penalty, and Max was back in 14th. Ploughed his way through the field and managed to win his ninth victory of the season. He is the runaway uh, winner to win back-to-back world championships. It's all well that ends well for Max Verstappen, who's sliding his way out of the final corner and taking the line, winning the Belgium Grand Prix. And the end of the season can't come quick enough for Dan Ricciardo finishing back in 15th. And Brett, it looks like the hunt is over for an NRL star. Yeah, Ben Hunt, the Dallium favourite, Tash, is now leaning toward re-signing with uh, St George Lawara. Reports of a secret meeting with Phil Gould last Friday. A bit of a chat between uh, Gus, who's uh, the puppet master there at Canterbury, and, and Ben Hunt, who there's been a lot of talk about his future this year, even suggestions that his contract, uh, he wanted a clause that said that if Anthony Griffin was sacked, then he could go with him. But now, uh, Ben Hunt said after leading them to a big win over the Tigers yesterday, that he is keen to remain in the Red V. Just wait until the, the season's over. I've only got one more week and then we'll get it sorted out. And, um, we're working through it and, and we'll get there. You want to stay? Yeah, I enjoy the club, mate. I'm happy to stay. And a big weekend final round coming up for Ben Hunt and Anthony Griffin. They face the Broncos, their old team. If they win, the Broncos are out of the top eight, out of the finals. At one stage, it looked like they're going to finish in the top four. Even if the Broncos win, they need the Raiders to beat the Tigers uh, on Sunday. And Brett, some great news for an AFLW star. Yeah, the men's comp had the week off before the finals, so the women's AFL comp took centre stage. And Montana Ham, the number one draft pick uh, in Swans colours for the first time, started off brilliantly against the Saints. And then a really nasty incident late in that game where uh, an opponent fell across her leg trying to smother the ball. And it looked for all money like she'd uh, unfortunately torn her ACL. But we can tell you this morning she's been cleared of uh, major damage. She'll be very sore. She might miss a couple of weeks, but has not torn her ACL. Now, the men's side, the Swans uh, face Melbourne in Friday night's qualifying final and Sydney is a sleeper in the finals uh, series this year according to former Saints star Lee Montagna. They could produce anything. They've beaten Melbourne earlier this year at the MCG. They're in form, they're fit, they're young and hungry and I like the way the Swans play. And just wrapping up, we had the first ever BBL draft uh, last night. Six million dollars changing hands. Uh, Liam Livingston, the gun England batter, was the number one pick for the Melbourne Renegades. Cannot wait for cricket to kick off. You have a great day. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Tash. And a car driven by the late Princess Diana has gone under the hammer for more than one million Australian dollars. The UK auction house says there had been fierce bidding for the black Ford Escort, which the then Lady Diana drove in the 1980s. The sale just comes just days up from the 25th anniversary of the death of Princess Diana. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.